You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Happy Sunday, everyone. I'm Laura Bellata, and this is The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes is here with me Hello. tonight. And uh, we have Dean Young might be po- uh, popping his head in, Hello. poking his head in. <laughs> <laughs> poking, not popping. Uh, but we also brought in a very special guest in light of the celebrations that have been going on all month, all around the world. Tonight, we're going to be discussing dating and relationships within the lesbian and gay community. And hopefully, we can get very real and break any misconceptions or stereotypes out there. We've got entertainer Andrew Johnston in the house. Yay. Yay. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having Andrew, me. Happy Pride. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, Happy Pride. not only is he a well-seasoned and established comedian, hopefully, can you make us laugh today? No. I, I need to laugh today. Yeah, pay that's me. what comedians that, love that, eh? Yeah. Make us laugh, yeah. you farm animal. Yeah, make me laugh me. right now. Okay. Uh, but you also uh, might remember him reviewing music videos on yes. Much Music's video on trial. Yes. So funny on that. Oh, those were the days. Do you miss it? Um, Making fun? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it was I a nice I miss videos little... in general, I yeah, think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely don't watch them anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, like, but... It's not the same. Well, anyway. you know what? Thank you so much for joining us Thank tonight. you for having me. Okay, so before we get into any of the nitty-gritty details, uh, let's throw it back a bit to the beginning of your dating life, shall mm. we? So studies from Case Western Reserve University say lesbian and gay students who experience harassment reported that derogatory remarks were the most common form, 89%, and that their peers were most often the source of harassment, 79%. So... What were your experiences coming out uh, in comparison to this study? So just like a little disclaimer off the top here, uh, because we don't have like a lesbian point of view. But anyway, because I'm like a, a like um, uh, an early millennial gay man. So that is where my worldview comes from. Uh, so I would I would corroborate all of that stuff. But like in a high school level, like beyond the age of 19, it's really not that was never like an issue. And I went to Queens University in Kingston, which is like mm-hmm. heteronormative, white bread, you know, yes. all that stuff. And, you know, you ruled the school. You're so. accepted. <laughs> so you're right. It is generational, I think. Um, a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, it might have just been like a, you know, it might have just been personal to me with that. But uh, now, I mean, I can't even believe how good, good kids have it these days. It's, <laughs> it's really, but like, I mean, I had it very good. When I when I look at my uncle, you know, who's in his 50s, I mean, that that was hell. Oh, and gosh. I mean, that was still after, you know, it was declassified as a mental illness. So, I mean, people prior to 1969, like I can't even, I can't even imagine like the the, the waking hell that every second must have been uh, beyond that. But no, I, I've, I've largely known a world which has been, um, you know, my, my sort of- Accepting. Acu- yeah. Uh, I guess so. And then, I mean, when I'm out on the road, well, I guess that that's another, that's another can of worms, but. When anyway, you're in like smaller small markets. town, Canada yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's sort of compartmentalized. I mean, it's going to sound bizarre. Uh, but I still think that, that, right that now, still goes on now in small towns. It well, absolutely does. I mean, but I don't know. I'm not in their living rooms, you know, so. So you don't <laughs> like, have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, no. But there was we... a good friend of mine I asked that question to because from the same hometown as me, right? And he came out at towards the end of high school and I asked him what that was like 
like for him because I also had a cousin who he's in his late fifties now. He was married for over twenty years, oh, had two God, children, that, yeah. and he was closeted the entire <laughs> time. Oof, I could just that yeah. that that when when you bring up things like that, I just like to me that's like a fate worse than death. It, it's horrible. Like, and of having to fake to, it, of having to have gone through that sort of like perfunctory arranged oh. marriage because that's yeah. what you do, and to sort of like quell the the you know speculations about you and just not being able to I, it's just it's it's bizarre to me it's bizarre to me like you know I make my living as a comedian like as mm-hmm. as a you know out gay comedian and I mean and I just don't think anything of it as as I say like when I say that I'm part of the millennial generation like I think that I'm part of the first generation of like gay men who who were sort of like oh, can we like, ask how old you are no and <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely not I'm no fool I'm not going on the record about that but uh, but early millennial you know, you know I'm this boy Sandra made me I, go on the record, well, and I'm still mad at her for that. He's younger well, than both of you. That's your, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's your problem. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, See, you made me laugh. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a millennial, so I'm born between, I think, what is it, 80, 81, 95, 96, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. So I've been born somewhere in between there. But I'm So I'm part of the first, I think, generation of gay men who uh, just sort of have this birthright of entitlement. And uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I, You know, back to what you said, a forced yeah. marriage, like faking a marriage oh, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. that you're hetero. That's like... And heterosexual people have to understand, imagine being forced because society forced you to be with someone of the same gender, even though you're hetero. Like, it's the same thing. You have to put it that way. And I mean, that, that's until probably quite recently. I, I, I went to high school with guys who I'm sure, like... <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm just like you are gay as the day is long, but they are married, and I just think like, oh, we don't need to do that anymore. Like, you don't need to run to the big city and become a hairdresser or a florist, like, in order to live, you know, yeah. your truth. You, you know, you can just. And so I just I don't know. I guess that must that be some family stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's quite an arrangement. And uh, yeah, I remember I had a vocal teacher years ago who. He had he had like a lover, as he called him, which <laughs> is such like an old fashioned gay term, I think, right? And then uh, he his lover was married to a woman named Joyce, and it was just an arrangement. It was just he's like I send the kids birthday presents and stuff, and I just think like no oh, thanks, anyway. especially a Joyce. Okay, horrible. we need to take a break. I'm Laura Bellotta from Single in the City, and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM six forty. This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. What a great show we have for you guys tonight. Uh, we've got co-host Santa Cruz with me here. Dean Young has poked his head in. And Andrew Johnston, comedian. He is also here with us. And now being an Oakvillian, close to Toronto, I kind of grew up in Toronto, went out a lot in the, you know, the club scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm so proud to be part of uh, a city that has really fought for many legal rights within the LGBTQ community. It's officially been almost let's, uh, 20 years, right, Andrew, since uh, the legalization of gay marriage? No. No? No, that was in 2003, I believe. That was 15 years ago, maybe? 15 okay. years. Well, whatever. God, still a staggeringly long ago number as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, okay. So since then, over 21,000 couples have been able to tie the knot which is, mm. I think, a beautiful thing. I remember the very first, the year that that was uh, instituted. I was at the parade that year, um, and it, it had all these couples who had come from all over the <laughs> yeah. world uh, to get married, and oh. they were all old, and they all looked exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the, the men, like it was all like, it was all like ripped, ripped, 
torn, no, Rip Taylor. Remember the guy yes. with the confetti? It yes. was all like yeah. two versions of him and then two versions of Judy Dench. Like every single couple looked exactly the same and it just touched my heart like I can't Aww. describe. <laughs> so growing up, did the idea that marriage for you wasn't accepted uh, ever affect your idea of love? No, because that's never been on the docket for me. It's never been anything that I've been interested in. Uh, I mean, it's nice. You know, <laughs> I, think, I know a lot of people who have taken advantage of it, but it's just it's nothing that I'm interested in for a variety of reasons. Like I'm more career focused. I'm more creative focused. And I'm really adverse to like being defined as being in a couple like that. It's just that makes me sick. Like when people like when you I'm sure you have friends who like sign it like, yes. like Sandra and Jeff yes. or something like that. It's like he's not here. I don't know him. You know, why are you? And it's like because we're a couple. We're now a <laughs> unit. We've merged. That is just grotesque to me. Yeah. But And then also my father is a divorce lawyer. So I just know how much divorce is a business. <laughs> oh, and you know, so just whatever. That's not on the docket for me, but I think it's lovely that it's uh, that it's out there. And I think a lot of people, a lot of gay men I know, you know, uh, who have uh, gotten married, it's for a variety of reasons. Uh, a lot of the time, it is to validate them because that was important to them. That was they looked around and they were saying like that I want that for myself. Like I, you know, I mm-hmm. don't want to be excluded from that, and that validates me in my relationship. Um, and then, uh, yeah, usually, so I, I will say that, that, yes, that I think that that is a priority. But another thing was um, uh, to, you know, have all the legal benefits of marriage as well. Because that, mm-hmm. that is yes. what, that, that would be why I'm in favor of it. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah and I know there are a lot of people on the fence as well um, when it comes to adopting a child when you're, a, you know. You Why would to, that, yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is, it's a, it's an issue for some people. So how do you feel about that, guys? Let's I, I, well, I think the studies are out now. I think that, you know, uh, the studies are out that, that you know, children raised uh, with two same-sex par- parents, they're, they're, they're at no disadvantage. My kids go to school um, and the same babysitter as this lovely three little girls who um, are two gay fathers. And uh, as opposed to one gay father, one straight. I don't know how to well, say it. Am I saying, let's talk, we're going to have to talk about the lingo for some of us who are not sure. getting this right. Did I say that right? They're, they're just a couple. They're, they're a gay couple. Yeah. Gay well, and I think couple. it's also anyway. a generational change as well, yes. right? Beyond that, like the the age of sort of the the traditional, typical sort of nuclear family doesn't really exist mm-hmm. anymore. Even mm-hmm. Straight oh, or gay couples. that's very true. Like, and that's really something that has happened, that is yeah. just, you know, that has happened in the last 20 years or so. I mean, there's just, I, when I was a kid, Single parent households were definitely the minority, and it was oh, yeah. still yes. a whiff of taboo about and it. Now and now, I mean, the majority. it is de rigueur. Yeah, you yeah. know. So. But uh, anyway, these three girls are lovely and well loved, and I think that's what it really comes down to for kids. Like we have the parenting show earlier on in the mm-hmm. night, and that's what it always comes down to. You just got to love the kids, regardless. Ellen DeGeneres had a great show recently. Uh, you know, when she does the give back portion. Again, these two gorgeous, lovely men, gay. Oh, married. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see that? And they oh, adopted yeah. all these children. I don't know how many, six, and because one had fetal alcohol. Didn't syndrome. she give them like some sweatshirts or something? Like it was just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, great. Thanks, Ellen. But <laughs> these guys sacrificed their life. They bought a farm because the child had allergies. Like just, you know, they're good parents too. And so. So the kids can grow up normal. Well, of, well, course, of course they it's can. It's a house of love. That's regardless. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's two people parenting. I mean, it, I just, ugh, anyway, I mean, the, the only reason that I could see them maybe not uh, growing up normally is because 
because of societal right. you know things about like how weird oh my god it's two men parenting oh they <laughs> must be in it for some sexual peccadillo and no yeah. that would be the only Ew. reason that they would be to, to, uh, that yeah. they would be isolated from another community that would think that that's unorthodox or something and okay. that those people that I'll see them in hell okay let's yes. talk about the lingo quickly so it's okay to say gay on my way here I was going to mm-hmm. do an Instagram story and there's this little icon that said queer on it and I was I yeah. posted it and then I was like oh no I better not do that can we say queer yes okay what's the difference all right okay so all right if you're a gay man (laughs) if you were a gay cis man do you know about cis no so cis me cis would be to uh, um, categorize someone who was born the gender that they relate with as opposed to trans born the gender that they don't relate with so they've transitioned to the gender that they relate with so you would be a cis straight woman and so would you you would be a cis straight white woman if we really want to get down to brass tacks uh, as a gay man, I am a man who is sexually and emotionally attracted to other men. Lesbians are, you know, that with women, and they are women as well. Oh, it's raining out. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, bisexuals would be that, uh, and then trans, trans folk would be that. Queer kind of, oh, it's just... It's just a broader term to identify under. And so if you're going to talk about a community in one fell swoop, you'd probably say the queer community. Yeah. And okay. I think that a lot of it was reclaiming that word. Okay. Um, uh, because, yeah, I, I remember when that was an insult or when that was pejorative. And you're yeah. okay with it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, more to come with our guests. So sit tight and don't go anywhere. This is the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're back. Thanks for sticking with us. For all you newcomers tuning in, you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. And we have Andrew Johnston, comedian Andrew Johnston Hi. with us, Sandra Carusi, uh, Dean Young is here as well. Hello. And uh, Sojourner, my intern, just got here. You're late. Hola. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> And okay. this is the Pride Edition. Yay! Yay. Okay, so I'm going to I want to play a little game. So I'm going to list some misconceptions about the LGBTQ community and I want you guys to tell me what you think of them and whether there's any truth behind it, okay? Ready? Mm. Okay. Lesbians and gays uh, don't commonly get along. Oh, um no. They don't like we get along. It's just we don't they tend to stick to each other's tribes just because you have more in common. Um, I, I remember when I was, uh, you know, in high school and in university, I did have a lot of lesbian friends. We would all sort of cross-pollinate, but then you sort of move into your 20s. You just have different priorities, mm-hmm. and you want to just socialize with each other. I mean, lesbians often pair off with each other and, and you know, have a bunch of serial monogamy within their own circle and, and whatever. It just I think it's just sort of interests, and they are often kind of social mm-hmm. um, about that. But no, gays and lesbians get along. Yeah. Okay. By, by and large, for the most part. Um, the, the idea of being gay is a choice. That is absolute uh, malarkey. And I can tell you, and I'm term. not gay, and I can tell you that as and, well. And so just to clear that up is that, uh, yeah, as a gay man, I chose nothing. I was born with strands of DNA floating around my bloodstream that have somehow made me sexually attracted to other men the way that other men are, I'm told, sexually attracted to women. <laughs> nothing I can wrap my head around. I can gather how heterosexual work or sex would work the same way that gay sex works. And I will need to take your word for it, straight people, but I accept you. And I don't get why straight people can't vice versa this. So I remember yeah. chasing boys around when I was five. 
Uh, yeah. Were you about the same age when you knew that you yeah, were attracted no, I, to men? I, I, it wasn't a sexual thing. I just really responded to queer culture more. Like one of my very first memories is watching the uh, um, video from Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. And I just remember <laughs> distinctly being like, that is, that is, like, that is me. Yeah. yeah so, got it. That's yeah. cool. Okay, and lesbians seek out same-sex rela- relationships only after having bad dating or sexual experiences with men. Definitely not, <laughs> but I will say that in my experience, I think that um, queerness or, or lesbianism can sort of manifest itself. Um, so, well, women, I just think, are more fluid. And, I, I, you know, I can't speak for them. I'm not one. Yes. But I, it, in my experience, it is that women are more fluid. Women sort of adopt. They can yeah. sort of... I, I know several women who, in their 20s, you know, foray... In, I was about to say forage, and that kind of works, too, into a lesbian relationship. And then I know who have gone back to male relationships yeah. and stuff. What, yeah. I just yeah. think it's like, whatever you want to do, do. I what, don't think you need to categorize it, but I know that for me, no, I, the dust has settled and you know, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be with a woman. I think where soon. it gets yeah. confusing for people as well is that, you know, they're gay, they're bisexual, like the whole bisexual thing. It's like you're either gay or you're not. You're either a lesbian or you're not. And, and Sojourner, you said something earlier about this. Like, yeah. Because um, I asked you if you were a lesbian and what did you say? I think um, sexuality is a spectrum. You know, there's there's being gay and then there's being straight. And, you know, sometimes you fall closer to being straight. Sometimes you cl- fall closer to being gay. Um, I think especially with woman, woman, I think it roots back to the whole homosocial bonding. Mm-hmm. With women, we're a lot more emotionally um, inviting towards each other. Mm-hmm. And so that can a lot of times spark up a lot of um, feelings that can go away f- far more beyond like platonic relationships. And there's this sort of um, phenomenology with um, teenage girls that I think that you can all relate with. Why mm-hmm. the reason that so many teen icons, Justin Bieber, dating all the way back to David Cassidy and, and beyond, they really respond to these androgynous kind of pop stars because th- there mm-hmm. is this sort of period where they are attracted to other women some mm-hmm. there's this thing i don't know it does not work like that so, and, and it's, I, it's more common sorry it's more it's common not like now. i was attracted to katie lang well, when i was I've, 13 or something <laughs> you know, like it's not like i was like she's so handsome i'm so into it with women yeah. it's definitely the case uh it you know even some of my girlfriends who are my age in their 40s who are you know definitely heterosexual but they're like i like to have sexual relations with other women mm-hmm. or they invite them in the bedroom yeah. with their husband or, or something. Or yeah. you're in the nightclub and these girls are clearly, well, they, they're they're not gay or they're not lesbians, but they're making out with girls. Now, is that Katie like Perry an attention effect. thing, Sojourner? Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily an attention thing, but I think we can all agree and even as straight male, all the straight males in the room, women are hot in general. Like, there's a yeah, sort of okay, attractiveness. Yeah, but it's okay for a woman to do that, but then if a, if a guy does that, it's not as okay. But it's I like think Andrew there is more fluidity happening there now, yeah. though. I think yeah. you are seeing that a lot more, and I mean, I've, I've been well, in relationships. how do you feel about it? You're a straight guy, Dean. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I haven't made out, well, I did get my <laughs> New Year's kiss this year was a gay friend of mine because I was like, hey, let's do it. Like tongue? Uh, no, there was no tongue in that one. But I mean, I've I've been in relationships with girls who had, they've dated other girls before they dated me and whatever. And I mean, it's, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it goes back you're to single like Andrew. And you're in your 20s. I'm definitely no longer in my 20s, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah. Andrew said, I think with men, it's more black or white. And with women, it's a little more fluid. And it's starting to be more fluid, fluid. I feel like. Okay, I, I have most- to ask this before the break. So gay, gay men are more promiscuous. Or liberated. Is that what you say? Because I I tend to think they are. 
Yeah. Is that a uh, misconception? I, I think that just gay men, I think that if straight men could um, act on it the way that gay men, like, every, yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I think that it's just a, I think it's a male well, thing, yes. but yes, Well, let is. me say this. So I was in a gay club last year with my girlfriends. We like to go to the gay club sometimes because the music's really good. We love house music, right? And there is this gay guy came up to us and they're like, you know, grinding, they're a couple and then they're grinding this other guy and they're yes. like trying to get it on with them to take him home that night where you don't see that so much in heterosexual I, I would say clubs. the majority of, uh, of gay male relationships relationships uh, uh this might be an unpopular opinion but i'm outing you um <laughs> i would say maybe 70 percent of the gay male long-term relationships i know are wide open yeah. yeah however i know enough that aren't that i would not want to generalize that that yeah most are. and but is it just because i would like, say more of them are in all than fairness yeah. yeah and and i i'm Men are maybe inherently more sexual, right? So if you have two men who are in a couple or who are attracted to each other and who are going to act on it, then hey. yeah, that's you. I know some right women there. that are very sexual too. We're taking a break. This is the talk radio. This is talk radio's uh, the dating and relationship show on AM six forty. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, everybody. We're back from the break. You're listening to Talk Radio's AM 640, the Dating and Relationship Show. And we're discussing the LGBTQ community today. Happy uh, Pride, everybody. Yes, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Uh, we have Andrew Johnston here. We have Santa Cruzzi, uh, Dean Young, and myself, Laura Bellotta. So according to the LGBT Foundation, one in five LGB people have experienced a homophobic hate crime or incident in the last three years, yet only one in four reported it to police. Why do you think this is, Andrew? Do you think it's... Uh, Why are they not reporting uh, it? Is it out of fear or... I guess so. Maybe they would fear an action about it. I don't know. I, I what would. What would you do? I would report in a second, and I would th- threaten to have that person deported. As I said, I've got a deported. tremendous sense of entitlement. <laughs> I no, I, I yeah, no, I mean, would not even Are cross my mind. Are you suggesting they're from yeah. another country? No, I would just say okay. that. Just you know, <laughs> what is what is that? What is that? Like from Orange is the New Black? It's hate speech. It doesn't need to be accurate. It's meant to be hateful. <laughs> anyway, but so um, uh, no, I mean uh, no, I would I would I would do that in a second. I've yeah, I've been on stage before and something has happened to me and I've I've called that out, being like I will oh, like yeah, here's what's gonna happen to me. I'm gonna get press and you're gonna lose your job at Walmart, bitch. Like that's all that's gonna happen. Like when I report this going on, like I would like. So wait a second. Do you know? Do you have any personal stories where you know someone that? went off on someone that made fun of them yes me you on stage and someone said homo something oh, a heckler no. was homophobic oh with yeah, you? yeah 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 yeah. and what did they say and what happened oh just like as a comic i'm un- uninventive you know epithets or whatever um and and then i've just been on blast like i just yeah no and i i have a very relentless loud voice yeah. And, yeah no but you didn't hit so. the guy right no. no you don't have to oh i comic. have like in my youth yeah like i was like cornered and i oh yeah no i, bro- oh. I broke someone's arm yeah that breaks my heart when yeah. i hear this this violence just because you're you you know like yeah i i still as a mother it, it just it breaks me every time i don't get it well and i think a lot of but i think 
you know, you've been punched before, I'm sure. Like, of course, yeah. Anyway. I got but picked yeah, on no, for different reasons, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, but no, that's especially, you know, uh, I, I'm surprised that the sort of report rate about hate crimes is, is so low, like, this as recently as three years ago. Um, because I, I just, again, I just can't imagine why people would, you know, just tread through this earth now so sort of like meek. like it's still yeah meek okay, and like it's 20 years ago or let's something. talk about the root of homophobia where do you think it comes I, from i think i think i read a note there i do think it's because um gay men uh have reversed the male gaze g-a-z-e and uh straight men are now uh objectified under that and i think that i think that that is fundamentally the basis of it okay explain so you're saying uh, that straight men sort of cornered the market and objectifying women and oh. uh, an emancipated uh, and emboldened homosexual contingent turns the lens around on them and objectifies oh, them. Yeah. Fascinating. So wow. I think that fundamentally that is why homophobia exists. Which it's I, out of fear, it, like literally fear, fear. of yeah. that. I, which I will go on record as saying, I don't care who it is by. I would, I would love to be objectified. Oh, God Please bless. do that. Yeah. But no, Absolutely. I, I, I do. Yeah. I think that that is, that is the root of all homophobia. I mean. That straight men yeah. are being objectified. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, if you go to a gym in Toronto, like go to a good life and you just, you see like straight men who are just like now, like it's just, Covering up. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's just like, like 16 year old Shiite girls. They turn but into. The, because know, like, they fear gay men. <laughs> so obje- modest. Because they fear gay men fantasizing about them. Well, objectifying them. Objectifying I mean, them. if you ever see me at the gym, like, I'm literally clocking. I'm clocking. You know, I'm, I'm snatching booties, man. Like, I'm just like. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I did some research, too, and I found the same thing. Mm-hmm. What? That, well, that they, they fear that they may fall prey to being victimized. Um, or sexual, like sexual I, I do think that broader. Oh. It's it's about it's it's about that it it the robs same way them women of are. objective. The same way yeah. women are. Yeah, yeah, the fear that we experience every single day walking exactly. down the street, or exactly. maybe tapping into something that is inherently within them already. And that's there you that's go. another you know? big thing. Yeah. That's okay. the other thing. Okay, how do you feel about the media's representation? Of gay relationships. Of gay relationships, I don't really. F- I think that probably they're a little uh, idyllic. Um, that and uh, verging on presenting them like very heteronormatively. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's still visibility and a cost. If you're going to have that, and that's going to warm someone to you know, you know, Jack and Jill and Thunder Bay, and you know, that's going to sort of <laughs> get them to wrap their head around it. Whatever, cool. I mean, but no, I mean, it's it's ide- like even when you see you know real life gay relationship like neil patrick harris and his husband and their Mm -hmm. kids like oh my god they won halloween and it's like you don't know what goes on in their bedroom you don't know who's coming in and out of their Mm. guest room you know but like if that helps you warm to the idea of of you know glbt culture because that's safe and something that you can wrap your head around and nice and heteronormative at this point sure great go with it I do I th- have something off mic that I would like to tell you about. Like, I think Andrew <laughs> just admitted to having an affair with Neil Patrick Harris. I think no. that's just what happened. God, no. Do you like him? Sure. It's fine. <laughs> okay, we have to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show uh, on AM640. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Vellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey everyone, Laura Vellata here from singleinthecity.ca and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I've got Sandra Carusi with me on the mic and uh, we have our wonderful guest, comedian Andrew Johnston. And Sojourner, our intern's also here and Dean Young. 
Hi, from, everyone. Hi. Uh, Dean, <laughs> what, from Dean Young, Dean Young Podcast or Tinder Tales, that's right. Tinder Tales, yeah. Okay. We so we've covered a few bases so far, shedding light on all the misconceptions and harsh realities within the uh, LGBT community. So now let's talk about the differences between the sexualities, okay? So how do you believe that the dating scene within the community differs from, differs from that of the heterosexual dating um, and relationships? Well, there are two sets of identical genitals. That would be the first and foremost one. Um, I guess gender roles would be at play where they're not in a same-sex relationship, but I still think that you've got very much... You know, if you see any relationship, you have the alpha, you have the omega. You know, you have the person Mm -hmm. who is the sort of taskmaster, here's what we're going to do. But, uh, and that, you know... The one thing that I'll say in like gay male relationships is you don't have kind of like henpecking and you know as much mm-hmm. as I notice in um, heterosexual relationships and perhaps because the um, the you know sort of more uh, you know male uh, part of it isn't as lax <laughs> as it would be in a in a straight couple where you need to sort of like oh, come mm-hmm. on come here go to point A point B <laughs> but uh, that um, I, I could add in um, correct me if I'm wrong Andrew. Um, I feel like the differences, like the main difference between heterosexuality and homosexuality, um, I feel like with a lot of homosexual relationships, you guys are more on the same page with like, and correct me with what you want and what your intentions are. Yes. Um, I would, whereas when you're dealing yeah. with men versus women, we kind of think and cohabit very differently. And so that's where a lot of the conflict Good within point. our relationships fall. Whereas, you know, with lesbians, like, yes, we want to be in a committed relationship. We're on the same page mm-hmm. with that men. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to seeing other people or, you know, mm-hmm. us being together. Like we're on the same page with that. And, and completely. I, what, I think that they have much more in common than they do in different. And because one thing that I'd like to say about them is they all end up in companionships. Like, it's just a very kind of asexual companionship at the end, you know? And, and you were saying something like, so generally there's there, there's the woman in the relationship and then more of the male figure. Alpha Omega, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what heterosexuals usually say, or like, she's the late, she's yes. the girl and he's yeah. the guy kind of thing. So yeah. how does that come about? Is it just something that's just natural? Yeah, it's just it's just natural selection, man. Like, uh, uh, okay, well, this is sort of codified for like you know sexual positions, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you'd you'd be surprised about how you just naturally. I don't know if it's a pheromone thing or I don't know, but. Yeah, you just uh, you, you know you you square pegs find square holes. Okay, so bum. <laughs> they say that nearly two thirds of registered same sex marriages are by lesbian couples, and only one third are gay men. Why do you think so? And two thirds of gay divorces would be from lesbian couples, and one third would be from gay men mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, well, women are uh, especially lesbians are, are are you know admittedly probably more prone to nest. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm certainly at the stage of my life where a lot of my lesbian friends are in a real serial monogamy phase where Mm -hmm. they, you know, lesbians really hit the ground running. Like, and and, I mean, the whole, the whole joke is that, you know, what do lesbians do on a second date? They move in together or something like that. (laughs) And that is by and large true. I mean, I'm just like, you might want to give this a week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and but and know each I other's... have a very interesting study for that. That sounds like what I do, uh, too, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's just because you're needy. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. No, I can't 
disagree. Uh, oh, see, <laughs> I know everything. Uh, okay, so they say to, uh, according to a clinical psychologist, Dr. Lauren Costine, biologically women's brains are wired for relationships and connection. We admit, admit emit much more oxytocin than men. Oxytocin is a hormone women emit when they're falling in love, having sex, or breastfeeding. Its biological encouragement is to attach. It feels so good that for some women, in this case lesbians, they can't get enough. Since there's two women, there's twice as much oxytocin floating around. Oh, that makes per- checks mm-hmm. out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> makes total sense. Very interesting, yeah. huh? Yeah. Now, that's not to say that gay men can't burn very bright. Yes. You know, I've definitely, not to the point, like, I mean, I don't lose my wits, but, you know, I, yeah, it, it you know, that can happen. I've, mm-hmm. I've known gay guys who have gotten together pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes okay. you just fall for someone and that's it. And especially when I'm <laughs> breastfeeding, I really feel that, so... Okay, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. So I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. So what's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's an old trend that we're seeing, and that's buyers can breathe. With the recent downtick, properties are staying on the market for a couple of days. That now gives buyers some breathing room to make a decision. But buyers, make sure it's an informed decision by viewing a selection of properties with your realtor so you can confidently act fast to get your perfect property. Call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. My guest today is Andrew Johnston. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming here today. Uh, Andrew, one of the questions I want to ask, or one of the last questions I want to ask is, is why do you think it's relaxed in the last few years? Why has... Uh, and why, it really has. Yeah, it's really... Why is it more acceptable? The, the inroads have just been incredible. I think, uh, as we were touching about earlier, uh, visibility. I mean, you've got so many depictions now. I think we very much live... I think that you can sort of draw a line down the middle of a pre-Glee world and a post-Glee world. I think that that show did... And not that I'm a fan of that show. My God, I'm not at all. Well, you think I, a show made it more I acceptable? do think that the show Glee, I think it was carried wow. on, Chorus, on Chorus's own global network or something like yeah. that. I, I do think that that made, I think that that was just the sort of, the sort of tipping point, And then we have tipped. I mean, you've got Modern Family now. You have, as I was mentioning, like Neil Patrick Harris and his visibility. And you have Ellen and you have just all of this. And I think it's really made things safe. I also want to say, and this is going to be a bit of a bummer, but I think now that the AIDS epidemic or pandemic, whatever, has uh, has been sort of contained, I think that's been a big thing. I think that now that gay men specifically are not, uh, you know, carriers of this potentially fatal airborne virus that people perceived it to be, I think that that the sort of AIDS panic now that that has died down, and quite frankly, more of us are are living. More of us are more of us are 
out in society. Like there, there was an entire generation that was just eviscerated by that. And so I think, I think that that has been a, a huge thing. And that, that is like something that every pride, especially I think about, I think about all the people who were lost to that disease and, um, and there, but by the grace of God, go I. And what is it that you want, if there was one thing that you want people to know about the LGBTQ community, what is that? That it's not a choice, that it is not, that it is a biological predisposition as much as being heterosexual is. And it, I, I, as I said, if I don't understand why this is so hard for straight people to wrap their heads around when I can easily say, you know, what you do is not what I do, but I take your word for it and I accept you. So stop judging people. Stop judging. Okay, well, we've run out of time. Thank you uh, so much for coming in Thank today, you very much Andrew. for having me, and happy Pride to everyone yeah. out there. And uh, thank you, Sandra, and um, also Sojourner and Dean for being here today as well. Although Pride Month is coming to an end, uh, we should encourage cel- celebrating and spreading love no matter who the person you love is. Change has to begin with us, and the scrutiny will only continue if we give it the power and attention. And if any of you guys are interested in keeping up with what Andrew does, especially for the LGBTQ community, don't hesitate to check out his website, funnybusiness.ca. And your Twitter, Andrew, is? It is underscore Andrew Johnston. My Instagram is Mandrew Bronston. There you go. Um, As for Sandra, you know you guys can always listen to her show, Inside Jokes, uh, 8 p.m. Sunday nights on AM640. And uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, at Laura underscore Bellotta. We also have a Facebook Facebook page, uh, The Dating and Relationship Show. And also check out my website, singleinthecity.ca, for matchmaking info and upcoming summer events. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Ciao for now. <laughs>